And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my friend Alex Sears. It's always a great time talking to Alec. Uh, we, we, uh, we covered a lot of ground. We talked about the backlash uh, coming uh, for the Democrats, um, for their, their ridiculous, unpopular uh, positions, ranging from voter ID to critical race theory. Um, to defunding the police and all of that. We talked about Sheldon Whitehouse, the leftist senator uh, from Rhode Island who is a member of an all-white beach club, whatever that means. Uh, we talked about the Democrats immediately turning on uh, the first gay NFL player after finding out that he's a registered Republican. <laughs> a lot of good stuff uh, to discuss today. Guys, before I get to Alec, uh, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved with what we're doing, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Alec Sears. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Alex Sears. Alec, my man, how you been? Doing all right, Brady. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Anytime. So um, a lot to get to, as always. Um, but I want to start here. I think I think there's a serious backlash coming for the left quicker than, than they think it is. And, uh, you know, it's easy for, for, I assume, a lot of this audience, and even for guys like you and I, to get caught up in the assumption that, you know, the culture's lost and the, the country's lost and the left dominates everything. And that's that's just not true. I mean, you know, they dominate the government, of course, um, just because the government, government by definition, is a, a leftist entity, you know, that, that always moves to the left. And they, they obviously, you know, dominate the institutions, the media and academia and stuff like that. But they only represent the opinions of a tiny minority of Americans. And, like, we're seeing a lot of examples of this. Yesterday, New York City, uh, I know it was just the Democratic primary, but essentially they just elected a cop as their next mayor, a guy named Eric Adams, who was the most moderate candidate in the race. And you're seeing, you know, parents all over the country, people of all races, we're not just talking about white folks, you know, parents of all races speaking out against, you know, critical race theory and the communist indoctrination of children. And, look, the Democrats deserve what's what's coming to them. I think they're going to get wrecked electorally i definitely think they're going to get wrecked next year in the midterms yeah um midterms are definitely going to be interesting uh that's for sure um because you know we we see this time and time again uh people elect democrats because the media convinces them that all republicans are like horrible racists and then they actually go through a period of like democrat rule and it turns out to be like horrible terrible for the country and like people are whipped up about you know, critical race theory, and then just just the amount of sheer lies put out about about uh, you know the, all of the voting laws that are going through states like like Georgia and Florida and Texas, um, and and so people you know they realize oh yeah hey like Democrats actually kind of suck. Um, Americans Americans have a a short memory when it comes to that. That's why we go we flip flop between presidencies and who controls the Senate and who controls the House so much is because. Um, you know, you get mad at whoever's in charge. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, the thing is, in this country, voting is a binary choice. Like, I know, like, it's just a common trendy thing to say, like, voting's not a binary choice, but that's just nonsense. Like, of course it is. We do live, you know, sorry to my friends that are Libertarian Party members, but we do live in a two-party system. It is a binary choice. And the Democrats, they they give voters a binary choice on the most ridiculous grounds. It's like, they, they don't really think it through, you know? Like, I'm not pro-cop by any means, <laughs> you know? Like, I, I want to drastically shrink government, and that puts me at odds with government employees most of the time. But, like, if you make, if you give people a binary choice between, like, cops and roaming groups of armed communists killing people and destroying property, <laughs> like, people are going to choose cops. Like, dude, I'm sure, like, the cops are not super popular among, like, these leftist socialist types in Manhattan. They voted for a cop in in the Democratic primary. I think Adams won by, like, 10 points or something. Nobody else even came close. So it's like, I don't know, if, if you, if, like, Black Lives Matter rioters or cops, people are going to choose cops. You know, like, if you look at, like, the the, stu- the school stuff, you know, if you give somebody a binary choice between teaching children normal, true things about American history and teaching children to hate themselves if they're white, <laughs> like, wh- what the heck do you think people are going to choose? So it's like the Democrats are so off the mark with a lot of this stuff that they, they focus on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and it's crazy that they have, like, somehow convinced themselves that these are, are the, like, most key issues that will save America. Like the, and, and they're losing issues for, for the Democrats. Like, they think they need to pass the For the People Act, you know, to save democracy. Oh, that's, at least that's what they say on TV and they put out in their statements and whatnot. But, but uh, you know, once people find out what is actually in the Save, you know, the For the People Act, they, they don't like it. They don't like the bill. Um, you know, a vast majority of people disprove of the policies and the for the people act because they don't want to federalize elections and and just hand the Democrats, you know, every every win from from now until you know went forever. Yeah, and it, thank God the uh, for the people act failed in the Senate yesterday. Um, that would have, yeah, that would have destroyed our elections forever. <laughs> but that did that did fail in the Senate, and then predictably the left is melting down. Um, but look, I, I do think like when Republicans lose, nothing happens, you know, but like I, I'm a little worried because I, I, I really do think that the left, they're going to, you know, they're wounded. They're taking some L's right now. They were really they put a lot of eggs in the We the People Act basket um, and they're they're wounded. And I think they're going to behave like wounded animals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is dangerous to back leftists into into a corner because they tend to get crazy. They tend to get violent. And they, you know, like, I don't know if we're going to see any political violence this summer, you know, if, if we do, hopefully it's not nearly as bad as last summer, but I do think, and not, not just in terms of violence, but I do think that the Biden white house. And I think that, that leftists in government are going to get kind of desperate now, you know, because they're, they're looking at the midterms next year. They're looking at their agenda. And I, I don't know what, I don't know what they could possibly get out, out of their big bullet points. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see anything that they've been pushing and their, their big benchmark, pieces of legislation that they have any chance of, of getting through in the next couple of years. So I think they're going to resort to, you know, Biden executive orders. I think they're going to resort to, you know, maybe even political violence, kind of, you know, Black Lives Matter kind of stuff from last summer. Um, you know, it's always when you put a wounded animal in a corner, man, that's that's kind of a dangerous place to be. What do you think? 
Uh, I, I think you might be right. Uh, we've already seen the sheer number of executive orders coming out of the Biden administration. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. But, but you know, we do have to remember every time there's a new president, a new bureaucracy rolls in. Um, and, and so, uh, oh, bless me. Goodness. Uh, but, yeah, so every time uh, a new president comes in, a new bureaucracy comes in um and you know you the president appoints the people in the bureaucracy and that's you know where we get the kind of like the phrase and the the term deep state from is because all of the you know liberally aligned people in in the bureaucracy um they they weren't you know going along with the the trump agenda and the trump white house and that's that's not okay because when you serve for the federal government you serve in the bureaucracy you serve at the pleasure of the president it doesn't matter what your you know personal views are once the president makes a decision you go and you you carry that out. Um, that's that's the oath you took. And if you know you have any amount of backbone, you don't want to carry out an order, then you resign. Uh, and that's how it should be. But um, uh, yeah, I, I I definitely see you know the potential for for the Democrats to to have a, a real hissy fit over you know we're, you know Republicans aren't being nice to us. They're not letting us pass our horrible bills. You know, kind of thing. The only thing I see potentially happening is we'll we'll have an omnibus bill uh, in December and and potentially an infrastructure bill because everybody likes infrastructure. Infrastructure is you know pretty much universally popular. Uh, we have b- bridges that need to be fixed, um, but but outside of that, I don't see any any policy victories really coming through that you know that that are tangible. What what we have to keep an eye out for are the the smaller slightly more hidden victories that the Biden administration will get through. Like, like, you know, um, the, you know, certain appointments to, to agencies, um, judicial appointments as well. Uh, and, and that's where we should be focusing a bit more attention. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that's right. Um, you know, and there is a little, you know, with, with their, their kind of their hissy fits that I think are imminent. Um, you know, if they don't back off, and we'll get to another policy point that they are backing off on in just a second, but, you know, they are serving up some wins on a silver platter to Republicans. And, and you saw what Ron DeSantis of Florida did yesterday. Um, obviously, he's up for re-election next year in Florida, and then he's you know, more than likely going to run for president in 2024. And he issued an order um, that says that Florida high schools need to teach kids about the evils of communism and other totalitarian governments. And the left is like screaming mad about it, but like not a single normal human in Florida sees a problem with this. Like this is like a 95 five issue for Ron DeSantis. Like this is an easy win. Like it's just a low hanging fruit. It's just an easy win. So it's like, I I get that they're going to start throwing hissy fits about everything, but I I mean, I think it's going to, it's going to keep backfiring because if that's the fight, like if if they want to fight Ron DeSantis, and, and, and their goal is to keep schools from teaching about communism. Like they're not going to win that fight in Florida. Like that's like, they can just enjoy that L because they're not going to win that one. Yeah, definitely not. Um, Florida is, you know, the amount of people that have escaped from, from, you know, Latin American countries that were communists on I mean, Cuba, just being the obvious one, um, the amount of Cubans in Florida that, that have escaped communism. And socialism, they're they're not going to play ball with with the idea that we should be teaching you know students that that they communism is good and socialism is good and and you know you need to be beholden to the government in the nation state. Yeah, absolutely. And another 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 policy point that they're pivoting on right before our eyes, um, 
is that I mean the Democrats are they're being forced to run away from their position that they've held the last few years on voter ID. Obviously, we just mentioned that the We the People Act went down yesterday, um, but now they're just they're sprinting away from the position they held last week. I mean, like Usain Bolt style, like world record pace, sprinting away. Um, both Raphael Warnock and Stacey Abrams said. I mean, they, they were calling voter ID racist and Hitler and Jim Crow and all of this. And then, like, a couple days later, now they're saying, oh, no, we never said that you shouldn't have to show an ID to vote. I mean, it's like, that that's just a lie, obviously. I mean, fortunately for the GOP, there's several years of videos of these idiots saying just that. But, I mean, this is, this is again, this is a 90-10 issue for Republicans. I saw, it was, a, I think, a Gallup poll. It wasn't, I don't know if it was Gallup. I'll check on that. But it, it wasn't Rasmussen or one of the right-leaning polls. But it said that 84% of non-white American voters support voter ID. And, I mean, honestly, it's it's probably even even more than that. I mean, if, if they were, uh, the, the, the question's better. But, like, look, it's a losing issue. The libs know it. They're panicking. It's I mean, it's, it's just it's comical to watch them completely abandon the positions they held hours previous. But, I mean... I mean, they're running away from this one, man. Yeah, no, and and as they should. I mean, the the vast majority of voters are for voter ID. They want some form of election security. They don't want just anybody to be able to walk up to the polls and say, "I'm Joe Schmo from this county. Let me vote here." Um, that's that's you know, that's a very you know core ingrained American concept. You have to be an American to vote, and and you know you should you should be able. To prove you're American, and and the the assertion from from the left that oh you know minority populations are are too poor or too dumb to go out and get you know state issued IDs that can be you know issued for free um, that that's ridiculous. It's preposterous. It's a racist assumption. Yeah, it's offensive. Uh, like. <laughs> It's it's you know and that's sad and and you know we've seen now that the minority populations are like hey no that's a racist assumption I want voter ID we have IDs like it's it's ridiculous. A couple things before I let you go, man. I, I just a couple. So some of my favorite things in the world of politics in quite a while happened this week, and I, th- this next one might be my favorite my favorite thing ever. And and look. All politicians are hypocrites I mean, on both sides. It just comes with the job. You get you get elected to something and just immediately become a hypocrite. But, like, the left does hypocrisy just different. You know, like, they just they just really know how to do hypocrisy, and it's glorious. And this time it's Sheldon Whitehouse, <laughs> you know, a, a hard leftist who's obsessed with race, you know, and Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and critical race theory. And he, he's been on this, this equity bandwagon for years. He's a hard left, like Bernie Sanders type guy, if you look at his voting record. Turns out he's a member of an all-white beach club in Rhode Island, <laughs> which is like, I did not know. I was not aware that, that these things existed. I did not know there were any kind of all-white elitist clubs anywhere in the country in, in 2021. And maybe I'm just, I'm not an elite like you are, Alex. So maybe I'm just ignorant on these kind of elite goings-on. But uh, yeah, man, your thoughts on uh, Sheldon White Club? Well, I wouldn't say I'm any elite <laughs> person, that's for darn sure. But but I, I will say not only is Sheldon, you know, a member of this club, he's his family is a is a majority share. <laughs> yes. They that he, he owns the second highest majority of shares in the club, uh, which is just really he, he owns 25 percent of the club, basically, um, which is, I mean, you know, if he's talking about like, oh, I hope they change the rules. You know that, and and you know, we'll allow black people now. It's like, 
you <laughs> you have a controlling interest in this club. I'm pretty sure you could make that happen if you really wanted to, Sheldon. Um, so yeah, Sheldon Whitehouse is is one of the biggest hypocrites in politics. We see this with his calls to to you know get rid of dark money, despite the fact that he's probably the like biggest user and proponent of dark money on the left that there is. Yeah, um, he's accepted more dark money dollars than than nearly any other senator. It's 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 almost impressive. Um, and and again with his with his comments on on things like court packing, he, he calls just the routine appointment of judges court packing, which is just preposterous, changing the definition of things. When he himself purchased a, a judgeship for for a Judge McConnell out in New England, so um, yeah, Sheldon Whitehouse is is the biggest hypocrite, and and I'm it's always nice and and fun to see him get get tripped up a little bit. I, I do wish that the media had paid a lot more attention to this because you know imagine imagine you know a senator like like you know Josh Hawley gets gets caught attending you know being a member of an all-white club which i don't think he ever would be but the um just imagine the pure meltdown wall-to-wall coverage msnbc cnn abc all of them would have it would be ridiculous it would be the end of the world i mean yeah i i obviously you're correct but uh it's just funny it it has been hilarious watching the press just whitewash Sheldon Whitehouse is, I mean, like they, they won't even say all white club. They're just like Sheldon Whitehouse facing some backlash for being a part of an elite club in Rhode Island. It's like, they won't even like they're covering, they're covering for, <laughs> for him being a part of this racist club. It's just, it's, it's hilarious. And it's like, they'll, they'll just defend a racist. But like, honestly, I hate the argument. What if it was a Republican? And like, I've said that a million times. I, that's why I try not to say that anymore on the podcast. Cause it's like, that's just the wrong it's just the wrong like they they know like these people know they just don't care <laughs> like mm-hmm. they know like the press knows what they would do if if Sheldon Whitehouse was a republican but they don't care like it's it doesn't matter like all any means are justified if the ends are you know their their political goals being met like they they just they just don't care it's like they they're immune like they have a an immunity to hypocrisy it's not that it's like they know they're hypocrites. They're they're completely aware of it. Both the politicians themselves and the press that 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 covers for them, they know they're hypocrites. They just don't care because they don't believe that being hypocritical is wrong. If you're a leftist, like they they don't care. I mean, that's a classic communist tactic, right? I mean, like they you know the communists knew they were hypocrites. You know, power to the people and spread the wealth and all that. And as people starve and the the elites keep all all the money, <laughs> like they know they're being hypocrites. They just don't care if their end goal of you know communism is met. So it's like I almost think that's the wrong argument for Republicans to make. You know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely see. Um, I definitely see where you're coming from, and and you know it is engaging in some you know whataboutism. But uh, you know we got we got to work with what we got, and I'll take any shot I can. Oh, absolutely. I I just want to know what these this club is like what do they do i think it's just uh it's just like a country club like you're like your your typical country club except you know they're a bunch of racists (laughs) and the word the word beach thrown in there too like i I understand a country club but i don't know a beach club all white beach club i don't know i i would imagine it's you know i'm sure they have the golf course or something but but probably it's just you know on the beach i guess they probably own a certain a certain amount of of the beach that that is private to just then yeah i have a feeling uh what's his name who made get out he's gonna make a movie about this 
<laughs> Jordan Peele. He's going to make a bad movie about this, I think. It's going to be very disappointing. One more thing before I let you go. Uh, you remember, uh, we all remember earlier this week, maybe over the weekend, uh, there was an NFL player, a defensive end for the Raiders, uh, came out as gay, and the Democrats loved him. They're like, oh, isn't it so great that this guy's gay? And uh, now they hate him because he's a registered Republican. Which <laughs> is like right on cue. They do this all the time. The left, just, they always walk right into this. Um, so yeah, this guy, I can't remember the guy's name, but the first openly gay NFL player, and now he's hated by the left because he, uh, he votes red. Yeah. Um, typical. This, this always seems to happen. And you know, it's, it, it kind of goes back to like the old, the old saying, the old joke that like the first woman president will be a Republican because at the end of the day, like Republicans care less about like identity and, and stuff like that than, than, you know, the liberals do. Um, and, and so like, I, I didn't even see anybody that was even remotely angry about there being a, uh, you know, a openly gay guy in the NFL, like good for him, you know, okay. Um, the, where, where, you know, folks run into issues with conservatives, uh, when, when it comes to LGBT rights is when, you know, you try to force people to, to support, um, your lifestyle, which, you know, you shouldn't have to do for anybody. It doesn't matter if they're, they're gay or not. Um, so good for this guy. Um, I'm sorry that he's going to have to go through, you know, a little bit of a, a canceling and it was some serious whiplash because I think it all happened in like one day, like in the yeah. morning he announced and like there were some news stories. And by that afternoon, people were like coming for him. Yeah. Like, so this poor, poor guy, like was probably just wanting to be like accepted by his peers and by fans. And then, you know, he got a brief glimpse of that. And then now he's just going to be absolutely like, shoehorn into being this like horrible horrible like trump supporting guy or whatever yeah i mean like if this isn't evidence if, if there's any you know undecided voters or anything listening to this podcast still for some reason um i mean just look the guy he came out as gay had no bad like no I, I don't think anybody said anything negative about him because nobody cares if you're gay <laughs> like nobody nobody cares i do not care conservatives don't care nobody cares do whatever you want. I don't care what people do. Do whatever you want. And then it comes out, he's a Republican, and the entire left tries to kill the guy. It's like, oh my gosh, he's getting 10,000 times more backlash for being a Republican than being gay. I mean, if that isn't emblematic of just our culture as a whole right now, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's sad to see. But not surprising in the least. Alec, my friend, thanks for doing this, man. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Where can everybody, uh, Read your stuff and follow you online and all that good stuff. Yeah, you can just uh, find me on on the Twitters at Alec underscore Sears. Everybody follow Alec. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Um.